Thank you for returning to another time of examining privilege. It has been really incredible to see how many folks are, are tuning in and chewing on this stuff together. Thank you for spending some time doing this work. Last time we left off with, well, my fear. I, I don't know if anybody else actually shares this, but I'm pretty sure that other folks do. My fear that uh, we'll just create a policy and go back to sleep. Night, night, corporate America. Welcome to episode nine and the conclusion of our conversation with Mark. Let's do our pet best Patrick Stewart and engage. And and this struggle that you're talking about of the, the walk and not grow weary. Mm. You know, just the, that we have to keep moving on this. Um, hey. Well, I guess that's, that's maybe it. That, that brings back again the notion of being deliberate, um, or maybe in Marxian sense, being being conscious, you know, the sort of developing a class consciousness um, yeah. about what's going, or because when she starts off here, which is like without our noticing yes. American capitalism over time, that means you know that that means that there's there's not the consciousness, like you say. Well, how do we awaken? Yeah. How do we awaken consciousness so that? Um, and it's awakening, uh, and then hold the intention, as as you've mentioned that that. You know, you wonder why you're still doing the same work and having the same conversations. And I still know, I, having been in your classroom, um, that you hold an intention for your students of transformation, of awakening, of growth, even if you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I, and, I, and I can't say that's just me. That's, that's, my, that's my womanist professor, Katie Cannon. Uh, passed away last, what is it, seven years ago? I think she was it. And um, I met her. I mean, she, she introduced me to, well, and when I was in seminary, that's, my classes are formed so much after her classes, you know. Mm. Um, uh, You're her and, legacy. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, she was part of the, you know, that, that group of the, of the Arthur Lords of Bell Hooks, and she was in oh. theology. She wrote the, she wrote about womanism and theology. She was one of the early writers on that. And uh, I was so surprised when, and, you know, at Harvard, I started getting 80s in classes because of her. And she just told me to write from my experience. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and um, every class exercise, at the end of the class, we had to present a proposal. What's your proposal for change? You know, oh. after you learn this, you know, what do you plan to do in your life, your career to change something? And and every class that's the class the question I ask my students with this knowledge, you know, uh, you you what 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 can you apply it to, um, you know, to what wherever you are, you know. It's a habit of thought that she created in you that you create in your students. It's a habit yeah. of thought. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. A lot of the. And even the way she graded papers and and all, and this is like maybe this is like deconstructing the white male too, because you know again we the way we came at the theories where we talked about we read literature, we read black women's literature, yeah, and we wrote from our experiences. And class was the only class where um, came together um, the uh, 
different races. Uh, you have black, white students, you know, Jewish students, um, Asian, uh, the uh, women and men, and and, um, and sexism conversations, LGBT. You know, that was the only class that we all met together. It was the first time I think we all sat in the classroom and were able to talk and share stories from our perspective. Mm-hmm. And even get extensions with each other around around that intersection, yeah. you know, and and celebrate. And she she created that. And yet, when it came time for us to hire an uh, uh, individual in African American studies, and she applied for the position, you know, it was white male professors who said, you know, at Harvard at that time, well, she has this. Is, she doesn't have a thesis to her dissertation. Jeez. So, and I was I was on the committee, and I that's what I really saw the power. Some of the some of the professors, white professors, I really you know enjoyed. I thought they were critical and everything else. They got behind closed doors, and I'm like, I'm looking at the dissertation. Here's her thesis right here, and they just dismissed it. And the one black male professor knew how they were going to act, and he was shaking my head, his head like, forget it, you know, and. um you know, the, and then they had to play their game. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out if, you know, if, if this other professor is acting this way because we always fight each other. Yeah. It's just like, you know. Um, and everything's back to power. Right, right. Yeah. Or the whole thing, you know, I guess, I, the, I, I don't know if it was you or, or someone else, we were talking about the, um, the 13th, I thought there was a post about the 13th Amendment. Yeah. And, uh, um, the language of it was such that, you know, they, 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 they abolished slavery except for in the cases of uh, someone being the criminal. Yep. You know, Lincoln did that in order to have a, a loop for it to, to, to appease the white guys in the South. Oh, hell, that was for the white guys in the North, man. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I mean, bluntly, it, it was yeah. for the power. It, yeah. It was yeah. for those with absolute power. So that, and and then, and this is, again, this is capitalism. This is the construction of our culture. Now we're Uh about manufacturing criminals. It was not illegal to cross the border until, I can't remember, sometime in the 80s or 90s, when it became a a felony. Or I don't remember the progression, but, you know, one of the towns I visited on the Arizona border, there there was a line down the middle of the street, and that was the border, you know? And and then it gradually became a fence, and then a wall, and now it's criminalized. Like, and yeah. now what do we get to get to do? We get to stick those people in concentration camps, or we get to make yeah. them into slave labor. And who profits? Right. Well, you made the point. So, so it's like how slavery has been preserved in the South, and capitalism it pays for capitalism up in the North. Oh yeah, <laughs> the the entire. So that's that's what we're dealing with. Nothing big. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I got a question for you because I know we're uh, I'm keeping an eye on the time here. Um, okay, I want to go out on this one today because it it came up while we were while we were prepping. Um, where did you notice your great white male this week? <laughs> you you shouldn't ask a gay man that question. Yeah, I know, right. I know, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was wrong. That was wrong. That, that no, was like that on the no, I can't. Like it is. Like I, this is not something I can ask 
a lot of people across the number of lines that our society wants to put between us, my friend. Um, it, but but how, how it, great do you want to be? <laughs> just just go for it. Like what what was the a moment when you noticed, you, you know, Paulo, whether it's Paulo, uh, Paulo Ferreira's uh, the the seat of the well, oppressor. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess the, the, the clearest example is the clown in the White House. Yeah, you know, uh, the uh, he's the ultimate for it. You know, uh, racist. Uh, you know, with the uh, the uh, and and um, with the kung kung flu statement. Oh God, uh, um, insensitive. Yeah, uh, the. You know, and and then this. I guess I also notice in the, those who uh, support out of fear or or blindness, not realizing that even if you uh, if you disagree with him, he doesn't care a damn about you. Yeah, uh, he is epitome, epitome of it all, sort of wrapped into to it, and uh, how it's how how the complications it's having in terms of the nation. Yeah, um, the racial battles. Uh, you know, it's just like everything is. Is, is, is back, you know, the uh, racism, the, um, you say, you're talking about grabbing women by the genitals and, yep. um, uh, the, uh, trying to, uh, get transgender people oh, not God. be recognized. I mean, all of it is, is there and all for his power and his wealth and his capital, you know? Absolutely. Um, and so, I guess, yeah, my spiritual, my my spirituality tells me that I don't like ugly and ain't too particular about pretty. <laughs> okay, so let's let's turn this again. What about yours personally? Like, what was the height of your privilege this week? Mm. The part of you when you when you acted and you, you went, oh well, okay. Or do you notice that? Uh, part of of my own privilege uh, as male. I don't care. However, you identify your privilege. Mm-hmm. I I call it the great white male, but you know. I, I think I had it. Um, it'd be on Juneteenth over the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know the uh, folks were out in the park underneath my window. Um, I'm very happy about Black Lives Matter. Um, and it seems, and I'm very happy that African American were reclaiming our space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a little bit of the voice, W.B. the voice in me of uh, we've got to lift up the race uh, because of what white supremacy has done to us. So Bill Hooks talked about this. Uh, this is like what has happened to us pathologically, oh. uh, you know, because of white supremacy. And 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 the, Malcolm said it too about you know that we that what, what was being created in the belly of of, of America. Uh, the, the ghettos and things like that have been created. And, you know, I guess just, uh, I remember Juneteenth celebrations, you know, that I've been part of, like growing up in church that have been about culture and everything else. But, you know, I'm hearing music that's, you know, uh, uh, about dicks and asses and, you know, um, and I'm, I'm looking where, where, where is, where is, where's my culture right now? Um, we're still getting bomb bombs blowing off and, and firecrackers and things. And I guess maybe my privilege is, you know, I set up in my condo 
and look over my, you know, others in my community and get a little judgmental and, um, and can get into that, you know, turning up my nose as if I'm, I'm a better, you know, more wealthy mm-hmm. African American or whatever. And Bill Hooks sort of has something that book on rage to say to us too, you know, that, yeah. uh, um, or she, she writes about our needing to critique that and saying, where we become silent, you know, have we may have I made my compromises with the with the system? Mm. You know, why am I not out there celebrating Juneteenth with them or recognizing that maybe things have changed for my time? Mm. You know, and, um, so that's that's where I you know and and that I can't control and be so judgmental on others. You know, be judging them for saying all they out there drinking. Well, they may have more days sober than I do. You know. <laughs> And 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 uh, or I had to go back to think of seeing some of the young people out there and just like oh they just make so much noise and I said Mark that's the way you looked when you were at Howard University <laughs> when, you know, those students marching down the street you were one of those students marching down the street mm-hmm. and, and and you knew that your your heart was filled with change and hope and so instead of being judgmental you know offer your love and smile to them you know encourage them yeah. But, um, yeah, I can, that, that, that class thing can, you know, uh, can get me. I, I can bugger. be an uppity, I can be an uppity Negro, you know, sometimes I have to be, okay? People <laughs> 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 have to be confused about the house slave and the, not the, the division between the house slave and the field slave, yeah. the house slave, everything, the master. You know, if you really look at examples of the, uh, of during slavery, sometimes it was the person in the field who was more compromising, and sometimes it was the house person who was poisoning the master, you know, because they, yep. they were close, and they knew the plan, you know. So it's, again, it's mixed, and we have to kind of see it as messy and mixed. And um, and through it all, you know, I guess Cornell West and, the, and, the, and race critical theorists and the black women feminists come out, we got to come out with stuff with love. That's where he always ends, you know. And mm-hmm. the women, we got to come out loving each other, regardless of who we are, what race, gender, color, you know, uh, political perspective. Sometimes love requires, even though to prove it, sometimes love is tough. And yeah. like Jesus, like Jesus calls you to whoop the folks out the temple. <laughs> gotta you do know? it. So right. it's I'm bumping into an old one today for or this week for me. Um, around my own privilege of uh, I'm partnering with with this uh, friend of mine, an African American man out of Chicago, um, on a on a live stream, and we we've, we've been talking a lot of, about exhaustion, and I I've learned to hold a lot of boundaries around things, and uh, and it's it's coming up for me that again that that is such a privilege, and how I hold them is very much built into my privilege, and and all of that. Uh, you know, as I watch him do podcast after podcast, I think we had four days this week and he did five different podcasts in that four days of, of, uh, he's this um, amazing human. Um, and he has, he's a Harvard MBA and he's got a ton to say about this stuff and he, he can command an audience. And so he does. Um, and it's, it's that challenge for me of like, so why am I not going there? And it's, it's an act of privilege to not even as I know that it's also there for my own so that I have the energy to go all out on times like this so that I'm ready so that I can read this, this book. So 
it's a real, as you said, it's, this is mixed stuff. And I think that's a really important for us to recognize the part that pinned for me on that was realizing yeah. that when I worked at first congregational church there in Oakland with, um, Oh God, now her name's going to escape. Uh, with, uh, with, were you there when Lenise was there? Yes, or, um, with Lenise. Yeah. And that yeah. was, um, I mean, that was where she and I ended up parting ways because I had kind of come to the conclusion that I overworking was, was for me going to kill me. Um, and, and I wasn't going to do it. And, and it, it was a conflict because, you know, she wasn't, she, she was always overworking. She was an 80 hour a week dedicated. I see it in my Puerto Rican, uh, women's studies professor. She's this incredible badass and i feel so terribly sometimes because i'm like no i'm i'm not going to read that email today or i'm not going to read that paper today because i'm like no i if i don't if i don't have space to be human um this work isn't i can't do it um and so it it's it's one of those i'm struggling with that right now there's my white white male that's that's all the result of of of, of privilege sometimes it goes back to the the pathologies that it creates, the white supremacy or the male, because it, it that we spend so much time focusing on there that what happens to our self care, yeah. you know, uh, uh, and human and and I guess there's another example. If I know our time is getting short, but there was an example of I guess I because you've been so fair in talking about maleness and and your family and things. I guess the other area where I see my privilege in my family is male. You know. Um, there's a lot from my heart right now. I should be talking with my sister about, you know, um, and, and women, my family about what's going on with me. Mm. Um, um, there's some ways I'm suffering. And, um, I don't know how to exactly do that because I spent so much of my life giving the, the faith that everything's okay. Oh, that wow. I can, that I, that I can have things in charge. Um, whether they've asked me to do that or not, you know, um, I, you know, and then, and feeling that I'm responsible for the way they respond if they get upset or, yeah. or something like that. And so I, and so that's another way of being privileged. I've had some challenges this week and I wanted to talk with them about, and I, I'm, I'm going to have to break through that, you know, because it creates, it's, and it comes out of fear of confrontation and, and all, but maybe it's also fear is of letting go my, my issues of control, you know. Uh, Mark, if uh, you letting, wanted the tears moment. This is the tears moment because it's that loneliness of, of, of maleness of, and great mm-hmm. white maleness that I can't ask mm-hmm. for help or I can't talk about what's really going on. Yeah. Well, it's a tear moment for me now too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, you can't ask for help that I, and it can tear you apart. Oh Yeah. So I know this doesn't feel like a fairy tale, perfect spot to to rest. But I also feel like it feels like the real spot to rest, my brother. No, baby, we we have killed him. We're in tears. We're not supposed to be crying up in here. (laughs) Mark, thank you so much, man. I yeah. You're welcome. I I close these out with a with a quote from Maya Angelou. Um, the uh, it's the quote of uh, "You do the best you can until you know better. When you know better, mm-hmm. do better." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
It's the part that reminds me to forgive myself for all of the ways that I was the great white male and all the hurt that I caused doing that and trying to conform to that and all the pain I caused loved ones and to myself. Um, it's a way of letting that go and knowing, well, I know better now and I'm trying to do better now and knowing mm -hmm. too, that this is not done. Um, so Mark, thank you so much, my friend. For... Yeah. Well, and I, I close out that this too, uh, and my closing words would be, you are yeah. loved and I love you. I, I love, love you. you. I love you so much, my friend. Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for asking me to do this. Thank you for saying yes, man. <laughs> this, this is such a gift. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Well, let's start talking about something else now. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Okay. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. Please do a couple of things. This conversation is better with friends. So I got to ask again, who will you invite along? Hit that share button and share the podcast on your favorite social media platform or your least favorite for that matter. Check out our Patreon page and become a patron of the show for early and bonus content. I look forward to seeing you all Wednesday for episode 10 and the start of a new conversation. Our next conversation will be with my friend Bill about Tanahisi Coates' book, Between the World and Me. <laughs>